Now approaching the tee, it's Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. The PGA Tour has arrived in Palm Beach County, featuring some of the best golfers from around the world and even better vibes. It's the Honda Classic. ESPN's Honda Classic coverage is presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Amper, and Brightline. This is ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We are live on this Thursday, the home team for the weekend, and we are on location. It's a field trip from PGA National Resort and Spa, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, 82 degrees, blue skies, and Dean Thomas with thigh highs. Ain't that right, Tina? Yes, he's it, got some high shorts on today. He's got his black dad socks jacked up and his Uncle Donald shorts on. Dean looks like page 47 in the JCPenney spring calendar, <laughs> in the spring catalog. I'm just doing the best I can, man. I'm just trying to show out in front of the people. That's what, you know, I'm, I'm a man of the people. That's all any of us can do is the best we can do. Uh, I didn't know the show was going to begin like that. Nobody told us. Tina, did you know it was going to start like that? I had no idea. I was a little thrown off for a second yeah. um, with that, but all good. I'm glad I was paying attention because Stone said go. Go. And so we began. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Honda Classic Week, otherwise known as Week. Uh, grown up, excuse me, grown up spring break, as they call it. And we are outside of PGA National Resort and Spa. It is one of those days in which if you've got a job, you start thinking, maybe I just quit my job. If you, got, like, if you have to leave here to go to work, you start thinking, you know what, I get another I'm not, job. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. It is so beautiful out here. It's not a cloud in the sky. It's a perfect day. It's a perfect day for golf. It's a perfect day for drinking outdoors. And the hardest part was we had to be up in the hospitality suites, in the sky oh. suites, and I was not allowed to have a beverage before the show. Tina was standing there when I said to the boss, I can have a seltzer, right? I mean, there's like two hours till we go on the air. I can get like a seltzer so I can socialize with, with our people. And the boss said, no. No, we, uh, we cannot. So being sober up in the uh, suite is one thing. But not even being able to sip a beverage uh, is a whole nother, yeah. So um, I like being here without drinking. But being around drunk people, very difficult to do when you're not drinking. You know what? I mastered the art of being able to do that. That's you. It, it, takes, it takes a while. It's the worst. It is. The, it, it's it's, the worst. it starts off really bad, but then once in a while you get used to it and you learn how to be entertained by drunk people. And then you learn how to, like, disassociate yourself. But it's, it's an art. And I, I think I've mastered it. You've had to do it for so long, but it's still worse when you are sober around drunk people. I think I only drink because I'm around people who drink. I think I only drink because I'm around drunk people and I can't tolerate yeah. them. Like, how do people... I can't that, socialize. How do people that work regular jobs, you know, where there's alcohol involved, how do they deal with drunk people like me? Like, how do they deal with that? Like, if I was your server and, like, you were drinking, I don't know, I don't know if I could deal with you. Not even, like, not even like a server because you only see you for a second. I mean, like, you've got to be there, and it's a room full of people, and they're all drinking. How do you deal with that? You gotta, so you got to find ways to be entertained by drunk people. But that's, not, that's, no, that's for me. It's not, I don't want to be entertained. I just, the noise. And just, oh, I, the I, noise? I yeah, dude, just, you have no idea how annoying you are. 
until you look back at the uh, selfie videos that you shot while you were drinking. Like Tina and her girls when they're in Nashville. Oh. They think like, oh, no, we're good. And you can look back at those videos and you're like, if you were the Uber driver, you just say, get out here. Get out. I would say concerts are probably the worst because you, and then you like, when you look back the next day at your videos of you singing and you posting and like, if you have to be a server, say like you have like an area at a concert that is, you know, private to you. The security I, guys. Yeah. Oh, we're the worst. Like the, like, like the security guys that got to stand there where everybody's a drunk idiot. Anyway, they're not drunk here yet today, but I'm going to be tomorrow. Six I'm sure PM. you will be. When we get oh, off 6 the air, PM. 6 p.m., I'm going to be drunk here. Saturday, I'm definitely going to get drunk here because we are going to be live from the Gosling's Bear Trap from noon to 2. It is a special Gosling's Bear Trap live. Theo Dorsey and me, we're going to be drinking on the air, getting in trouble, and then drinking when we get off the air. And, and probably getting in less trouble. And Christian is our producer today um, on location. Stone LeBanowitz is back in studio. And we've got something where they're telling people it's a frame. It's like a cutout of a... Of it's a, party time. Right. So, so it's, a, it's a cutout of a uh, Polaroid frame kind of a deal. And they want people, when they come by our broadcast <laughs> position, to take a selfie, to take pictures and post it. And tag at ESPN West Palm with it. There's also fat heads of our heads. Oh, yes. That they're asking people to hold to do these pictures. I'm thinking I'm just going to hold the fat head over my head and just right. take pictures with people. That's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like jib-jab. Yeah. Um, but, but I told Courtney earlier, I said, be careful with my fat head as you get further into the weekend. Because if you think you're going to do this Friday afternoon, and especially Saturday, people are going to do bad things to my face. They we know actually that will. Because of spring training. <laughs> I give 40 DMs of spring training of people putting their finger up my nose, the picture, you know, the billboard, or, or people flipping off my face. Or doing whatever. Now you're going to give them a cardboard fat head cutout of my face. I told Corey, prepare yourself. They're going to do terrible things to it and take pictures of it, post pictures. Oh, So just, no. just be aware. My first event um, at Sunfest, I was an intern with ESPN West Palm, and we had your guys' heads cut out on these sticks when we were on the barge. 2016? Yes. 2017? And I had so many people try to steal your head from me, your cutout head, and just like take it. I'm like, no, I have to keep this. Give it to me. Yeah, they want to do <laughs> terrible things with it. They want to pose for pictures doing terrible things, holding it over their head. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. I could imagine. Oh, no. Yeah. Like the Dean one, they'll take pictures with because they're like, oh, we love Dean Thomas. Tina, like, oh, she's great. With mine, they're like, here, rub it on your butt. <laughs> get, a pic get a picture with me rubbing it on my butt. Or they're going to use it to face. play darts. I mean, it's normally not hurtful. It's just like desecration. Yeah. You know, they don't want to damage it. They just want to do bad things to it. And by the way, we now enter the area that Tina just looks around like Doug the dog I love from, from up. And, and thank God there's not a lot of people here. But Tina, you're going to have to turn this way. I know. Or it's going to be impossible for you to do the show. I know. I love people watching I so know, much. But and we it's, need it's you. so distracting. I'm listening. I'm here. No, I know. But we need you I'm this here. way. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm hard. Here. It is a skill to be able to look out at others, wave, ignore them, and keep talking. And I just learned how to do it like maybe in the last decade. Prior to that, I'd be like, what's that? What? <laughs> so I'm the, we're on the air. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm still. You, you are. Know, You're Doug yeah, the Dog, too. I'm for sure. From up. I'm only two years into really this live broadcast stuff, so I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. And Honda Classic last year was my first time at, um, you know, out on site with home team in a live broadcast where there was a lot of people around. And it's very distracting, and it's hard to focus on what's going on in front of you. And then, you know, we're having a you radio have to show here. Mentalize. You know, the I hard know. part, if you're talking, it's not as hard. No. So I'm, I'm talking, I'm steering the aircraft, and it's easy for me. It's when you're not speaking and you're waiting for your turn to get in, yeah. that's when you can get easily distracted by that golfer walking by, that woman right there with uh, the enormous... 
pants on. And uh, <laughs> those drunk dudes that are offering you a cigar or maybe even a blunt. Who knows? Yeah. If you're not speaking, it's easy to get drawn into mm-hmm. what it. But otherwise, you've got to compartmentalize. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's tough to do. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm getting better at that. You know, I'm pretty good you at are. that now. Yeah, so like now I'm, I'm paying attention to what's going on in the show. I've actually, I've learned to now pay attention more on remote than when we're actually on the show. It's a good skill because yeah. if you can do it out here when people are walking by, talking to you, waving, saying things, if you can do it out here, then you can do it in the studio. You can do it anyway. If you can do it in front of the people and the drunk people, and they don't distract you, throw you off, then you can lock in anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. It's like I grew up in upstate New York. I learned how to drive in the dead of winter when it is snow and slush and ice. So when you learn how to drive in those conditions, you're good for anything. How old was you when you learned how to drive? 16. 15, 16. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't get your permit in New York till you turn 16. I remember driving when I was like seven. Yeah, I, same. I believe it. I, well, no, you, you're different because you're Loxahatchee. Yeah. yeah, I was driving I mean, buggies I mean, and golf carts. You were running moonshine at seven. And, yeah, I, she, she's I was out very there, young. She, she's a bootlegger. <laughs> she running moonshine. Age eight. Yes, way before I had my permit. Uh, Lamar Jackson continues to be the topic A in the National Football League. We are learning more about Lamar Jackson and the situation with the Baltimore Ravens, including sources inside that say every counter offer that Lamar made, every counter offer that he made back to the Ravens was for more money than Deshaun Watson got. Oh my gosh. And every one of them was still 100% guaranteed money for the term of the contract. So no matter what the Ravens gave him, he still came back with more than Deshaun with the exact same 100% fully guaranteed. Man, that is crazy. But listen, you know what? Now I think I'm kind of rooting for him. Why? I, I am not. Know. I'm kind of rooting for him. I am. I'm rooting for him. Because he's sticking to I'm, his... You know, I kind of like when a guy sticks to their guns. So the fact that he's sticking to his guns and he's using it as his own principle, I kind of like that. There is something to be said for, I'll die on this hill. Yeah. But then again, people die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> like there, There's something to be said for that. Um, for those of you that watch Yellowstone, the, the character John Dutton, Kevin Costner, said, I'd rather lose this ranch than sell this ranch. Even though it's obvious, if you're in the middle of, I don't know, whatever season it is, two or three, that it looks like they could take a $500 million offer, mm-hmm. or in a couple of years, it's going to get taken from them anyway. And he said, I made a promise to my daddy, who made a promise to his daddy, who made a promise to his daddy. I would rather them take the land from me then break that promise and sell it. And Deshaun Watson got a deal that nobody should have gotten. Right. He was rewarded, and he never should have been. That ruined the quarterback market, except for teams are like, it'll never be duplicated. Well, guess what? Lamar Jackson doesn't want to hear that. What he wants to hear is, you're worth more than he is. You're a better quarterback? He is. You're more valuable to a franchise? He is. You've been more loyal? Obviously. Every aspect of Lamar Jackson is greater than Deshaun Watson. But he wants something that all the teams are saying, we just can't do that. The Browns made a mistake, we just can't do that. Uh, Tina, the analogy I think that works is that Yellowstone one, yeah. the Dean says, and that is, I, Ravens, if you don't want to give me a fully guaranteed deal, I'm willing to roll the dice. He's going to wind up, if he sits out next year, Deshaun Watson sat out, yep. he sat out all of 2021, remember? Yes. And then he came back, he didn't want to play for the Texans. Yeah. And then he came back to that huge deal to go to Cleveland, but we know he was suspended. This is a situation where Lamar's like, I'd rather get nothing from the Ravens than take a deal that's not fully guaranteed. But this is where I think it's just so unrealistic. And he, if he loves the game of football, like, 
are you really want to sit out for a whole nother year? Like you yes. don't want to play and you're still going to hope that you get this unrealistic deal that again should have never happened with Deshaun Watson. I just, that's why I'm not rooting for him because I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think they're going to cave in and give him what he wants. And he's just going to sit there for another year doing nothing. So and what would want to do that? So what happens if Lamar Jackson says, all right, Baltimore, let's go ahead. Let's do this. And it's not fully guaranteed. I understand. And they go, good. We're so grateful. You're going to retire a Raven. You're a franchise guy. There's going to be a statue in front of you in the front of the building. You're going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Raven. We got you for life. And then five months later, it's announced the Cincinnati Bengals signed Joe Burrow to a 10-year, $700 million deal, and it's fully guaranteed. And then Lamar says, hold on a second. I thought nobody else was getting one of these guaranteed deals. I thought that it only happened with Deshaun. It would never happen again. What do you do then? Does he have a clause? Right. That it's not says, the Ravens, though. What? It's not the Ravens, Correct, though. That's the Bengals. Correct. If that were to happen. Correct. By the way, you were asking quarterbacks that got a franchise tagged. Yeah. Kirk Cousins actually played two years oh, on really? a franchise tag. But it doesn't happen to quarterbacks. Right. It doesn't. Quarterbacks aren't normally franchise tagged. Quarterbacks are only taken care of or told, you can go. Do what you got to do. Lamar was last offered, the last thing he turned down, according to sources inside, was a five-year, $250 million deal. So that averages, obviously, do the math, five into 25, uh, $250 million, $133 million of it guaranteed, which would have been more money than was guaranteed to previous contracts, but not as much as Deshaun Watson. Because Deshaun Watson got $230 million, but all of it is guaranteed. See, I mean, me personally, I would have taken it, but I can see where he's coming from. Because even though it was a mistake, that's not his problem. Correct. He's like, hey, yo, y'all made the mistake. Not my problem. Y'all gave him that money. I want my money. But it is the equivalent of the ATM. We talk, gave the analogy. The ATM, I, I put in my card, take out 100 bucks. It gives me 200 by mistake. 100 stuck to it. You put your card in, you take 100 out, you only get 100. You can't tell the bank, hey, you guys owe me 100 because he got one. Yeah, but I mean, it's not necessarily really like that because it's not like they said, all right, they, put, they added an extra zero right. on the contract. It wasn't a mistake. Yeah. It, it <laughs> they, was a gave, mistake. they gave him the money. It was a mistake, but they knew what they were doing. Right. As it turns out, it was an outlier of a contract. The, the hard thing is convincing Lamar Jackson that that deal is an outlier. It is the exception, not the norm. No one's going to get it. I want to know who who he like confides in, who he talks to about these things. Because he doesn't have an agent like we talked about. He doesn't have a direct agent, but there is a circle, and there is obviously the players' union. So he's getting help from the players' union and people who deal with these things. He's not doing it all by himself, but there isn't an agency working on it around the clock. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, you I don't get it. You're worried if it's Abelum, is what you're saying? No. <laughs> no, I just like want someone to just tell him like, we got, the number needs to go down a little bit more. Like you want to stay here if you want to play like, this, this isn't going to happen. But, okay, I, and like I hope for him. It'd be great. But then again, we're going to go through this again next year with the quarterback who's going to want the same thing Deshaun Watson wants and the same thing that Lamar Jackson would Lamar want. Lamar Jackson's going to get franchise tagged if they don't get a deal done what? prior to March 14th. They're gonna get, you're going to get franchise tagged. He then can decide, I'm going to play on this franchise, or he can say, guys, I'm going to stay home. Let's keep talking. I'm going to stay home. Let's keep talking. And when week one begins, if we don't have a deal, I'm just going to sit the season out. Thank you for everything. It's business. I understand for you. It's a business. You understand for me. No hard feelings. I'm going to figure out who in free agency wants me and willing to do what I want to do. I'm just saying, man, like, I get all that, and I'm so torn on this. But for me, I'm still looking at it like I can't believe he is turning down 
fifty million dollars a year with one hundred and thirty-three of that guaranteed. Right. Like I don't care what anybody else makes. Like that to me just sounds crazy. Why was Michael Jackson worried about Prince? Why was he obsessed with Prince? Because Purple Rain knocked Thriller off the top of the album charts. That weird rivalry. We all have someone. Tina does it at the gym every day. Yeah. Tina's competing with people that don't even know she exists. Tina's looking at the treadmill on the man ahead of her, and she's seeing how dist- what distance he's doing and at what rate, and in her mind, she's got to beat him. So we all have our own things that push us. Yes. And for Lamar Jackson, he says, if you're, tell- if you're telling me Deshaun Watson's worth that, then I'm definitely worth this. If somebody said, hey, um, we got to take care of Theo on the radio, and that's the problem with you know, some of this public stuff. And, I, and ESPN West Palm is going to take care of Theo. And that's my turn. And I say, hold on a second. I can't get what Theo's got. I've been here for this long. I've done this much. I've earned this. I account for that. And they go, yeah, well, we may have gone too far on Theo, so you can't. You shouldn't be chasing others. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be chasing them. But this is conviction. And Lamar Jackson is under that John Dutton Yellowstone conviction of, I'd rather lose my ranch than sell it. I'd rather get nothing than get what it is you're offering me. I always wondered about that. Why is that public information what these guys are making? I mean, that to me, Shouldn't be. It, it should not be public information. What no. football players make, what basketball players, what nobody makes should be public information. Yeah, it probably shouldn't be because there's hard feelings and there's competition, stuff like that. Um, in what other world do we know, like exactly the terms of somebody's living? Yeah. It, it's not a good idea for team sport. No, it's not a good. Like you know, you gotta play with these guys. You gotta see them every day. You walking in there like, man, I know this dude's broke, but I know I just got paid. You don't watch any of the Hard Knocks on HBO, right? No. Where they follow the team in the NFL. You should in the summertime. Tina, do you remember we played the audio when when the Detroit Lions had the rookies go up and sing? You had to introduce you to sing. Yes. (laughs) And then the one kid gets up there and he started. um, He he was singing Michael Jackson, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What was he singing? PYT or Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Okay. Was it Aiden Hutchinson? I don't remember. But you got to go up there and you have to give your name and then your school and then your signing bonus. And the one kid was like uh, Daniel Rodriguez, uh, whatever school. He said uh, $200,000. And they were like, oh, okay, oh, okay. And he's like, lean on me. When you're not. And then they're like, he's like Aiden Hutchinson, um, University of Michigan. My signing bonus was. $34 million. <gasps> and guys in the room start screaming and hooting. Because then it's like, that's why they make right. them, hey, rookie, tell them what you're saying. Because the kids that sign for nothing, yeah. the, the vets are like, all right, man, let's go, let's yeah. go. The rookies that come in with the big money, you're buying, you're paying yeah. for. Because, you know, the rookies take the vets to dinner, uh-huh. and they run up a check like nobody's I business. I could imagine. Bottles of this, bottles of, they send bottles over there, shots of this. You know, Ace of Spade champagne, you, done. Just roast them, $65,000 dinner. <laughs> Rookie, there's a check. Yeah. That is cold-blooded. But nobody should know where no it is. Man, I, I hate when they do that, man, because now, now we got these issues and these problems. And, and that's where it comes from. If Lamar Jackson didn't know what Deshaun Watson got, he'd have been locked up as a raven. But he knows Deshaun Watson, terrible character person, set out 11 weeks of the season because of by the NFL's terms, committed sexual abuse. Listen, Deshaun Watson did not deserve to get that deal from anybody, not even the Texans, let alone the Browns to bring him in. The Browns were desperate. And according to somebody inside the Ravens, just because the Browns are desperate doesn't mean we are. Right. They were desperate. They had to do what they had to do. We ain't got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and, But the reality is is that 
if he didn't know what Deshaun Watson was getting and they offered him $133 million guaranteed, he probably would be excited. Absolutely. He would be happy. He would be like, word, we're going out to eat. Generational wealth. Yes. It's generational. For a kid from Boynton Beach, yeah. it's generational wealth. Absolutely. Quote, just because the Browns were desperate doesn't mean that the Ravens are. End quote. One high-ranking NFL executive said, quote, they are a stable franchise. They aren't about to jump at something just because Cleveland did it. What a shot at Cleveland, by the well, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being the, like the GM of Cleveland reading that? Like, oh. But I told you. you everybody to knows. Listen, we've talked about this many times. People have to remember, the NFL is not every man for himself. It's not Baltimore saying, Cleveland, we hope you guys suck and fail. It's Baltimore saying, Cleveland, you're our business partner. We are partners. We are all in this together. What if the three of us open up a restaurant? Okay, and there's a chef that we want to hire, and the other chef that we hired, we gave him $110,000 a year, and then Tina goes and talks to this chef, and Tina offers the guy that we want to hire $150,000 a year. Dean, what would you say to Tina? What uh, are yeah, you we, doing we, to yeah, us? Yeah. You just cost us $40,000. Like, yeah. we're business, it's, yeah. we're the three of us. We all three make yeah, business. And, that, and that's what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson. And that's why every other team is like, we're business partners. Why would you do this to the league and the market? Tina, you know that was a hypothetical situation, right? Because she looked at it was a hypothetical situation, she and sad. she still looked at you like, I do what I want. <laughs> so why I do it? <laughs> yes. The, the Cleveland Browns have destroyed the quarterback market, and now every owner is saying, Jimmy Haslam, look what you've done. You've rewarded Deshaun Watson at, an, at a deal that never should be done, a fully guaranteed NFL contract, and now we've all got problems with our guys because they're expecting the same. But have they really come out and said it this way? And like The NFL, like these owners from the NFL have been well, just, come out, be just kind of throw them under the bus. Because to me, like that was Keep kind of things. The owner of the Ravens has. Yeah. He said, great job. He destroyed the market. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Right. Idiot. Because, like, to me, like, that would be the only way you can kind of save it is to just let it be known that that was a total mistake. Lamar Jackson is a man of conviction, a man of belief. He's a man of faith. He's a man of God. He believes God's plan will carry out what it is intended to be. The only problem is he's convinced that God's plan is a fully guaranteed contract, and I'm not sure anybody's ever getting one of those ever again. But he may sit out this year. He may get franchise tags, sit out this season. And then be a free agent and then see what he can. He's going to get paid to be somewhere. Lamar Jackson is someone that you want to be your franchise quarterback. He's earned it. He's shown it. There's only three players or two players with a higher win percentage since he entered the league. He's one of two unanimous MVPs ever. The other's Tom Brady. He's been absolutely that community guy, that franchise guy. But you'll notice his behavior changed this year. Lamar Jackson this year, as the contract negotiations broke down, he dealed with the media differently late. Remember on Twitter, he got into it with that guy. Oh, yeah. Remember the was... dude had the poster board that dropped down and said, pay the man? Yeah. And, he, and Lamar picked it up and autographed it? Yeah. And then he went back in the locker room? He got a little salty. What he got was, how is it you guys aren't taking care of me? I've done everything you've asked and more, and now he's making it personal. Remember, yeah. it's never personal. Right. It's always business. For sure. But when it's you, it you feels think personal. It's yeah, absolutely. That's where agents come in. Yeah. But it still feels personal. I would not be surprised if Lamar said, if you don't want to fully guarantee me, that's fine. Franchise me. I'm not playing anyway. Because I want to go somewhere where they really, really want me. If you wanted me, you would do at least what they did for that sexual offender, according to NFL guidelines in Cleveland, who came in, who didn't even want to play for his former franchise. So what, so what if he gets it? 
If he gets the fully guaranteed fully guaranteed contract, contract yep. of exactly what he wants. Okay. Is that really going to ruin the market for everybody? Uh, yeah, yeah be- I would yeah, think so. Yeah, because what happens then is the first time was an accident, the second time is now a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the trend is going to mean, well, I'm entitled to that too. Yeah. So well, then, how come I'm not? I'm entitled to that also. So then Joe Burrow going to get it. There, there's there's eight. Jalen Hurts going to get it. Look at there, there's eight quarterbacks in the league. If if in fact Lamar gets a fully guaranteed contract, there's probably eight quarterbacks in the league that would be entitled to one. That could make a case that I just. But you, what you got to do first is win the league MVP. Yeah. So you know um, Aaron Rodgers' deal was what three years and one fifty was all guaranteed, I think. But it was just for the three years. Right. And there's language and terms and such. It's dangerous precedent. Cleveland never should have done it. But we're business partners. Tina, Dean, and me are business partners. The three of us own a restaurant. And we agreed we're going to hire a chef, and market price is $110,000 a year, and benefits and bonus. And Tina went off and talked to the chef and hired him at $150,000. And now me and Dean go, what are you doing? Now you've ruined it. And now the sous chef wants a raise. Uh-huh. And now, now and everybody want to raise. Right. Yeah. Now, and now everyone believes we're entitled to more because you destroyed them. It's important to remember that each NFL owner is not independent. They're 32, they're 32 families that have the same business. They own the business. 32 families own the business. The business is the NFL. Right. So when, they, when he did this deal, he didn't consult with, obviously, he didn't consult with any of the other 31 Who? owners. Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland, yeah. Hell no. No. And by the way, you can't. Oh, you're you not can't. supposed to. Right. No, no, but, no, that's collusion. Oh, the, that's collusion. I mean, but just you can't you can't talk to them and be like, yo, I'm about to do this deal no. with this dude for No. Because then they make no. You don't ever want them to know what you're doing because you're competing with them. But from a business standpoint, they have the same business interest. Right. And that is we make more money and we give out less money. We get more money from the networks and we pay our employees less money. Right. right. Margins. Right. That's the idea. Hmm. Hey, look, when we come back, um, we got a special guest joining us, I believe. I think we got a special friend joining us. Yeah, we do. We are, yes. We got a special guest joining us. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, okay. Yeah, he's had a couple. Oh, yeah. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Gosling's Bear Trap for a reason, and we're going to talk to Malcolm Jr. on the other side. We come back. Plus, when we return, Aaron Rodgers has entered out of the darkness. He has exited the darkness into the light. He's out. He's out. And he left early. Oh. Meanwhile, that darkness retreat may not have been what we thought it was at all. It was a cave up in the sky, but it might have been a lot nicer than 80% of the apartments I've ever lived in. What? I'll explain. We come back. Um, the man, the heir to the throne of Gosling's Realm, Malcolm Jr., is going to join us on the other side. We are live from PGA National Resort and Spa for Honda Classic 2023. This is your home team on ESPN 106.3. Fit. You're listening to ESPN 106.3's Honda Classic coverage presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. We are back live outside of PJ National Resort and Spa as round number one is wrapping up of adult spring break. The best party of the springtime, the Honda Classic. ESPN West Palm here all weekend as we approach our 20th anniversary celebration one week from tonight. Ooh, I'm excited. At midnight. Uh, By the way, uh, that's the UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. What up? She is a big fan of the show that sat down and joined (laughs) us. S2T2. Spicy, sassy, thirsty Tina. Yep. 
special guest joining us in a second, a friend of ours. Um, and by the way, his last name will ring true because Gosling's, remember, is the official rum and ginger beer of the 2023 Honda Classic and many more before. Heading uh, to the tournament this year, stop by the Gosling's Bear Trap. Taste the spirited seas rum. That's Gosling's first ever ocean-aged expression. Grab the ready-to-drink dark and stormy canned cocktails. Brand new. Now available mango, pineapple, and black cherry flavors. It all goes down here at the Honda Classic, proudly sponsored by Gosling's Rum. For more information about all the new Gosling offerings, go to goslingsrum.com, goslingsrum.com, 21 and over only. And now joining us is the heir to the throne, or the heir to the barrel, I should say. Goss, uh, Malcolm Jr., nice to see you again, brother. <laughs> What's up? It's, the, it's our rite of passage. When I see you, it means spring has arrived. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's the 20th year, and I think this is our 11th year of sponsoring the Honda Classic. It's amazing. So we uh, took over, I forget which brand it was before, yep. but it was I think it was 5,000 square feet out there on 16 and 17. And what is it now, like 65,000 feet? Something like that. It's mm. enormous. Um, yeah, the Bear Trap has grown and grown and grown, and uh, you guys are all about it. That's like your headquarters for the weekend. Do you find as we approach Honda Classic that you start making a lot of friends that only hit you up about this time of year? Yep. You know those February friends? Absolutely. Yeah. My phone is blowing up right now. Can I get tickets? Let me yeah. get some tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to be? Yeah. You're here. You're here. Yeah, where yeah. are you going to be? Uh, Let's hang out. Yeah. I, I get those uh, text messages from, from girls, you know, concert season. And they're like, oh, my God, Dave Matthews this weekend. We should totally hang out. And I go, we should hang out. I go, let me know when you're inside the gates. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll, yeah. we'll meet up. They're like, oh, I didn't yeah. have a tip. Well, let me know when you get inside, and then we'll meet up after that. Yeah. And one thing that I think is, like, a little weird about this year is I'm getting a lot of requests for Sunday, which is, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm just getting older and my friends are getting older at the they, same time to where, They're like, pacing themselves? The Saturday, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sunday, kinda, I understand. I mean, the weather's going to be perfect throughout. Right. But some folks are like, well, we're going to go hard. If you go too hard on Saturday, it's tough to get started on Sunday. Tina knows that firsthand. Yes, yeah. I do. It's <laughs> Tina every Sunday. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, on the new canned cocktails. Obviously, this is a hot trend in beverage. But for you guys, it's a great legacy brand with a new twist on it. Because you're doing Dark and Stormies in a can already made. People, how do I make it? What's the right percent? What's the mix? How's the rest? It's already done for you. Mango, pineapple, black cherry. And by the way, can we talk percentage? We're not talking 5%. No. We're not talking 6%. We're talking 7%. 7% alcohol by volume. Let's go! Well, <laughs> we're laughing because I'm like, let's go! Extra <laughs> value, yeah, Dean. I know, I know. I get we've, it. we've actually had this. We've been making a dark and stormy in a can or bottle since like 1970 in Bermuda. So right. we were well ahead of the trend. Of this really? whole like cocktail in a can oh, thing. So it's just new to the U.S. now. Yeah, exactly. And so we actually redesigned the package. We hadn't redesigned it since it first came out in 1970. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's what happens with a family company, you know. So they've like, been things up just, on like, game. Stick. Yeah. You know, your great grandfather's trying to talk his way in the gates right now. So oh, right is, he, shoulder. is he? <laughs> your great grandfather. I, I don't know if they'd allow him. Ambrose, my great 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 that's great your, great. How many greats great, is it? How many? It's my sixth great grandfather. So it is your sixth great grand. So it's great. great he's actually great, getting great, searched great, by security. I thought you were kidding. Hi, well, they, they, they think he's a Ben Franklin. He probably, he probably has a saber in there as well. That's uh, not a saber. No, I he's swear just, to God, I've been on a plane it. with him. I've been trying to go through <laughs> through security with him. I think we were in New Orleans, Dude. and he had a saber in his check like checked luggage. Do you want him to see you? Oh, he already saw you. Damn it! All right, here he's comes here. Your great, 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 great grandfather. 
when you tried to bring it on an airplane. I Remember how that went? A lot of trouble. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I got he did. a lot of trouble. Oh, great, 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 great <laughs> grandson. <laughs> My grandson's here. So, so this would be your grandson six times removed. You're the great. You're the great. The eighth hold on, hold on. Into the mic. Into the mic. We are. You are listening to the eighth generation of the Gosling's family. I play the first generation, Ambrose. Yeah. So I. He was just a twinkle in his great, 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 great grandmother's eye, but she was a fox. <laughs> Um, as you walk through, Ambrose, as you walk through in, you know, traditional garb of the time, are peop do people yell out George Washington? Do they yell out Benjamin Franklin? Do they, or, or do they put it together pretty quickly? Pretty Very quickly. quickly. They've seen me. I've been, we've been here like 10 years in a row. I mean, I just mean walking Yeah, Ambrose day. is a staple at the Honda Classic right sure. now. For it's, sure. He's expected. Oh, no, listen. Malcolm, <laughs> are you, sir? Yes, sir. Malcolm Jr., we got a video of last year. He's up with the DJ uh, with the T-shirt with the gun. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. It was, no, shoot. Hey, you can teach oh, the old smoke. dog new smoke. tricks. It was smoke. Yeah, I have it. I have the video. So there's a little bit of like time warp, space-time continuum. Yeah. He's from the 17, late 17, 1800s, and eight. Eight, eight, 1787. And then, right, so, yeah. so late 1700s, early 1800s, and uh, he's up there with a, with a smoke gun with a DJ. <laughs> boom, he's going, boom, 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 boom. He's very good with video. the uh, T-shirt gun. Yes. But what he's best known for is actually creating the same rum that we drink today. How about that? Gosling's Black Seal Rum, which is our flagship rum. That's it. So literally, he created it in 1850, and it's been the exact same recipe huh. every year. And it's still a secret family recipe. Until you put too many in him, and he probably starts never talking know. right yeah. after he shoots some T-shirts out of the gun. Gosling but. continues to be the official it's rum and ginger <laughs> beer of the Honda Classic. The Gosling's Bear Trap, obviously, Party Central. That is the spot, obviously, throughout Honda Classic. Get out there and try the new rum, the Spirited Seas Rum. That's the first Ocean Age expression. And then also try the canned cocktails in mango, pineapple, and black cherry flavors of the world-renowned dark and stormy. Now, Dean, we joke, but wasn't that your nickname in high that school? That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and now they, they're putting them on the table. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We love our Gosling's friends, and we love the product. I drink the Gosling's dark rum with, um, with a little diet uh, soda. I do that with a little okay. diet soda. Yeah. And, and for me, that's just a, a taste that I, you know, it's tough to replicate. Because the, the rum is very unique. Well, It's yeah. one of one. Until you've tried the pineapple, the mango, or the I'm black gonna. cherry. Well, you know, our programming boss is right over here. So if, if she allows me, I'll Maybe crack she'll that, let us open one. I'll crack that can open and we'll pass it around. She says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's a yes. That's a yes. Hold on, hold on. Just in case the boss is in the car, I want them to... Hold my mic real close to the... I want the boss to hear this. <laughs> yeah. oh. Let's see what's up. This is the Black Cherry Dark and Stormy. 7% alcohol by volume. The can looks fantastic. And... Um, and it's exactly how you make a dark and stormy at home. So, like, the dark and stormy itself is the easiest drink in the world to make. It's two ingredients. Gosling's but you got to get the rum. mix right. And I never get the mix right. Right. So, well, it depends how you like it at home, right? Like, some people make it half and half, yeah. three quarters rum, ginger beer. I like it stiff. ginger beer. I like it stiff. Also, this my, is 7%, my which dark and stormy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is oh, exactly you how you make it. It's our rum, Mary. our ginger beer. All right, let me get a sip of this. By the way, these cans are dangerous for the Gosling's uh, Dark and Stormy because they look fantastic. But it also our great partners and friends at Celsius. If this is in your fridge and it's morning and you grab a can to go to work, oh, yeah. you might by accident grab a Dark and Stormy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then you're in the car and you're like, uh-oh. Sounds like a great day. Oh, yeah. Black cherry is the flavor to go. Hold on. I'm not sure. I'm just sampling because they're partners, Courtney. I'm not really drinking yeah. it. I'm just taking a sample, just a sip. Right. Uh-huh. 
Well, I can't got... tell you. Let me get one more. <laughs> that's good. Dean, you want a sip? Nah, I don't drink. Oh, that's right. You don't drink. I forgot. Tina, you want a sip? I'm okay right now. I think we got to crack oh, the... open the pineapple and mango, too. Want... I mean, the problem is Tina doesn't want her mouth where mine was. Yes. If yeah, there was that's a straw, exactly you would right. drink yeah. it. Yeah, probably. What if I pour the next one? What if I pour the next one down my throat? I'll just open one myself. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's not going to go to waste, I promise you. Uh, how much time do you spend each night when you pray to the Lord above and give thanks that you were born into a family that makes rum and not tires or toilet paper or something <laughs> dumb? Yeah, every night at about whenever we finish up at the bar and talking to everybody. <laughs> like, we talk about it every year, but you have to be like, thank you, Lord, for being born into a family that makes a rum that people love, that does events and parties around, you know, like, you're pretty blessed in the sense of, like, the family business is this. Oh, completely. And I love it. And I was always, I mean, we're in our eighth generation now. Yeah. And so my father literally told me, he's like, you can do whatever you want. But there was never like any other. <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah. Was, what else are you going to do? It was an empty do? gesture. Yeah. You're going to go get a real job yeah. in the real or do this with the family bit? You're going to do this? Yeah. This is and a real job. There's nothing else that I want to do. Yeah. And uh, because it literally runs in our blood. I mean, literally. You come down to Bermuda, yeah. Um, I'm, told, I, I'm told I can take another sip or she says, okay, no. <laughs> All right. That's and good. I'm usually grateful, but like, you know, nights at and late at the Honda Classic, my father is here. Oh, is he? Yeah. Very nice. And will we? No, no, no. Oh, no. No, he's saying no? No, he didn't want to come on here. That's okay. You don't want to come say hi? It's a long weekend. That's okay. It's a, it, listen. It's, we'll get him on the air. It's the right family to be born in. It's the right family to be born into. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great brand. It's a great brand. It's a brand that aligns itself smart. You guys are smart with who you align yourself. And for to be the party headquarters central of Honda Classic, it checks so many boxes. It's the party people, it's the golf people, it's the business folk. And for some folks, their first dark and stormy is experienced right here between Thursday and Sunday, you know, on the 17th tee box. For Dean, I think in 10th grade is when you were first dubbed Dark and Stormy. Yeah, that's it. Dark and Stormy. <laughs> black Cherry. Dark and Stormy, Black Cherry. You were, yeah. No one ever called you Black Cherry. <laughs> no, that was just, the, you know, the little moniker at the end of the right, Dark and Stormy. Yeah. Right, right, right. So um, the build-out for the... Uh, Gosling's Bear Trap yeah. is bigger than ever this year. It's completely covered upstairs and down this year. But um, the party never changes. It just gets bigger. Exactly. Like, you almost forget there's golf happening around you. Yeah, we have a lot going on, and especially this year. I mean, like you said, it's even bigger than ever. I think it's like 60,000 square feet. Launched in the dark and stormy, so we have a bunch of different bars just focusing on that. But we also, as you mentioned before, launched our first ocean-aged rum. I now think it's the ocean only age. Ocean Age rum. Ex explain to Ocean Age, because right. to casual folks, they may not understand how that works. Yeah, and it literally came out of necessity. So we had a blend. By the way, rum. how hard is it to be on the air and pretend you're sober? Is it hard to do? <laughs> yeah, because like, you're, you're doing, doing a great job. I'm doing I think good? you're doing yeah. great, yeah. I've, do, I've done this a lot, and, you, and I pretend, yeah. like, and no one knows. No one knows. But we, I don't even we have my know. sunglasses on. No, no, you don't. You're yeah. killing it right um, now. This is face value. <laughs> you're, making, you're making the family proud. You're making Ambrose proud. Yeah, I got dad. I got grandpa. <laughs> everyone here watching me. You got great, 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 great grandpa. Um, but Ocean Age. Yes, Ocean so Age. It literally that. came out of necessity. So we've been aging our rums. All of our rums are aged, first of all. So even our flagship Black Seal that yep. goes into the Dark and Stormy, that's aged six years, which a lot of people don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. I drink it. I didn't know that. And so we were working on a blend that was a little bit elevated, had some of the same like characteristics as Black Seal, Yep. but aged it for a little bit longer. We tried it. It was about eight years old. Just wasn't there yet. 
And in our warehouse in Bermuda, our barrel warehouse, we're literally to the ceiling, aging different stuff, our family reserve, old Rome. Now, is, is that experimenting? Yeah. Okay, and got it. I can save a lot of that for when Papa Seal, that's okay. my dad, that's right. his nickname, Yep. when he gets on the air. Yep. But he's been aging a lot of stuff over the years to where we literally don't have any more space. So we're trying to figure out where we're going to age this new rum that needs a little bit extra aging. Oh, we, so we had these fantastic once-used bourbon barrels come into Bermuda, and we're trying to figure out where to age them. And I'm sitting with them in Bermuda. We're having a coffee, and I see the container ship which literally brings everything into Bermuda. Right. Rolling into the harbor in Hamilton, the capital of Bermuda. Right. I say to him, I go, why don't we just put it on there and leave it there? Put it on there. It goes back and forth on the ocean. It, Age it there. It just never comes off. And the, he, respond, he, he responded with, sounds like a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. And we actually figured it out. We worked with the shipping company who uh, owns the container. Asked if we could just like leave 60 barrels on the ship for about a year but or however long. But you can't tell them what it is because then they'll get into it yeah, and try and no, sample it themselves. A bunch of different issues that we needed to get over, but he handled it and his so mate. So this was Junior's idea. This was your idea. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. That, that, that's <laughs> this was your idea. Now, did you feel but validated anyway. in this moment? Were you like, see, like, 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 like um, Fredo Corleone, where he's like, I can do things. See, I can do things. Was this where you're like, look, I've validated myself. See well, that? I definitely see myself more as Michael, but same. But I'm saying it's just a moment where you say, "Look, I can do things. I can, I can do things. Look what Freda? I did." That's what I'm saying. You know the Fredo moment where he's like, "I'm yeah. trying to prove that he's worth." But you're Michael Corleone. You're not Fredo. Yeah, but this uh, well, is that moment. Maybe I am. I don't know. But that's a moment but, where you had the idea. Was this uh, your, but this was the idea that changed the the landscape of ocean aged. Yeah. yeah, and I it was just an no. It was just an idea, and it happened. And that's the way, like, we don't run, like, other businesses to where, like, right. it has to, like, go through, like, different boards and stuff. It's just, yeah. like, we have an idea. Dad likes it. I like it. It happens. Now, Dad, and we, we were able to do it. Dad, this wasn't the first great idea he had, right? It was the best. It's the best the idea. The best ever had. idea. Yeah. There was a little hesitation I, I, there, Junior. Yeah, no, yeah, there was. Yeah, I've had some answer. great ideas in the past. Remember that app? Well, I think we all remember, <laughs> we all remember, no matter how old you were, when you had an idea to the folks or the family business, and they took it, and you felt, like, validated. Like, I remember my well, mother's in a restaurant business, and she couldn't figure out a way to this and that, and, and I said, it's called bottomless. You do bottomless champagne. And she goes, okay, because you can't say how you can drink. I said, no, it's bottomless. And, like, she goes, that's it. So they advertised the market as bottomless. Yeah. And I remember feeling like, see, I can do things. So you created that, huh? The phrase bottomless for champagne. <laughs> I felt that was yeah. my Fredo Corleone moment. You should have uh -huh. yeah, it is what it is. But Malcolm at Dawson the same Jr. time. Yep. Sorry. No, same. Going back, going back to the spirited seas. Yep. At the same time, it was still an experiment, right? Mm -hmm. Like we didn't know how much it was going to change once we put it on the ship. And so we kept some control barrels in Bermuda. Aged it for about nine months, and then once we tried it next to the control barrels, it was insane how much the actual aging on the ocean, the sloshing around in the barrel, the changing of temperatures. The motion, the temperatures. Between Bermuda and New Jersey, where that boat goes every week, actually made. Makes a difference. It's a, whole, it's a totally no. different experience. Wow. So you that part, that validation was great, that the, the experiment worked. 
Listen, Malcolm Jr., I'm on it Saturday. I'm up in the Gosling's Bear Trap, and we're doing a special broadcast, yeah. Gosling's Bear Trap Live from noon to 2, me and Theo Dorsey. And believe me when I tell you, I'll be into the Spirited Seas rum and also more of the Gosling's Dark and Stormy Can Cocktails. Now in black cherry, mango, and pineapple flavors. Always great to see you, my brother from another. We'll be getting together on Saturday, and um, just prepare yourself. It's going to yeah. be a long haul on Saturday. Long I know. Day. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. That's exactly right. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So pace yourself. Well, yeah. Tell my dad that. <laughs> I will. Papa Seal. Appreciate you, brother. Tell great, Papa Seal that. Great to see you. Thank you, guys. Great to see you. When we come back, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness into the light. So what was his darkness retreat actually like? Um, wait till I tell you. It's probably not what you thought it was at all. Plus, we got a boxing star that blamed his failed drug test on eating too much what? And he got away with it. It actually worked. Oh my goodness. We'll explain what that is next. Uh, first though, how about a reminder for Brightline, the best way to come up to Honda Classic from Fort Lauderdale or Miami or from Boca. Brightline is the best way for you to get down to Fort Lauderdale, Miami and also the new station stop in Boca. And if you're going to heat games, obviously the heat buzzer beater trains, three of them leaving in time to get you there. 30 minutes from tip, allow you to stay to the very end of the game. Never worry about traffic, never worry about parking, never be stressed out on that drive to Miami. It sucks. Skip 95. Instead, take Brightline. Get your tickets and passes and whatever you need at gobrightline.com. Download the free Brightline app, set up your account so you can have tickets whenever you want. And always, when you start to buy your ticket, punch in the promo code Josh C and the number 10 so you can save on all your trips. GoBrightline.com, GoBrightline.com. We got a boxer, failed a drug test, blamed it on eating too much what? And then got away with it. <laughs> Dean's laughing, he doesn't even know what it was. I don't even know what it was. But I'm, he got away with it. I'll funny. explain everything next. The home team is live from Honda Classic on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN 1063's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Amper, and Brightline. We are live outside of PGA National Resort and Spa. It is JC and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina on this Thursday. Round one of play concluding. The weather couldn't be nicer. The cocktails couldn't be colder. Gosling's rum couldn't have been more generous to bring us these cans that I'm sneaking in my pants home. <laughs> it is a canned Let's dark see. and stormy cocktail. First time in the U.S. available for sale. Um, a boxer failed a drug test and blamed it on eating too much what? And got away with it. I will explain what that is in just a moment or two. Right now, though, Dean's going to explain to you Kaiser University, the uh, home of champions. That's right. And because we are out here in Honda Classic, I'll talk about the golf program because sure. you might want to get involved with their golf program. Enroll in Kaiser's golf management program and get your degree from the best in the business. Three PGA Master Professionals and an LPGA Hall of Famer on their staff. You can earn a degree either on campus or you could do it online. All it takes is 16 months of scholarships, financial aid, financial aid available. So take your swing at a re rewarding career at the golf at Kaiser University. For more info, go to collegeofgolf.kaiseruniversity.edu. We got a boxer failing a drug test. That's nothing new. But then we got him explaining, well, it's because I ate too much of this and then somehow getting off the hook. Yeah, I know. 
I know what you're thinking. I don't know. Well, you, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how did he do this? How did he do this? Yeah. Uh, I'll read it verbatim. According to TMZ Sports, quote, here's a new one. Boxing star Connor Ben has been cleared of doping allegations stemming from failed drug tests last year after officials determined the pop sample was due to eating too many eggs. What? Eating too many eggs. He's 21-0, lifetime with 14 knockouts. Uh, he vowed to clear his name after clomiphene was found in his urine three days before his fight in October against Chris Eubanks Jr., which ultimately led to the event being postponed. Uh, clomiphene is a fertility drug. It can elevate testosterone levels while burning fat in men. But after a thorough investigation, the WBC announced Wednesday the boxer had been cleared of doping after the organization concluded that his egg-heavy diet, quote, raised a reasonable explanation for the adverse finding. So because his diet proved that he eats all these eggs, and it does exist in the egg, if you eat too much, it's possible that that might trigger the result. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I want to know how many eggs it was. Like, how many eggs does he eat in his diet? For all you know, he was taking the, the drug, cheating, and he just was like, I found, just say eggs. That's what I was about to say. I should use that excuse when you, got, when you drug me. I never drugged you, Josh idiot. Cohen, Josh Cohen I gave me. you a tiny little piece of a piece of Xanax because you were having a tough time with weight cut, and I told you take them separate times. You took them at once. You got pop and I didn't even know it was a banned substance, yeah. did you? <laughs> no, I didn't even know it was either. Um, yeah, I had no idea. Um, talking about like lying for, for tests and explanation excuses, the worst one I ever heard comes from tennis. And Stone is a big tennis fan. He may recall Maria Sharapova uh, got popped. For, for taking a, a drug that is supposed to be for people that had heart issues, taking a short dosage, but it had benefits for performance enhancement. When her team was trying to explain, they said, we didn't see that it got outlawed this year, which is true. It was a new thing. We didn't see it. Um, her agent was going through a divorce and hasn't been on vacation in over three years, and so we were distracted by... Like, they blamed her taking the substance, not knowing that she couldn't, because she was going through a divorce. Not her, right. but her the agent. agent. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, yeah, yeah. no like, sense. Like, like, what does that got to do yeah. with what she's putting in her body? What a horrible way to try to justify something. Correct. Coming up in the cocktail hour, Tina does anything that she can to avoid what? She's willing to admit she'll go to what length to avoid having to deal with what? Plus, we got a Heisman Trophy winner saying that he thinks he's going to get drafted by whom? Problem is, they got a quarterback already. He doesn't seem to care. This dude is stone cold. We are live from Honda Classic on ESPN 1063.